further up and further in to your presence, deep to deep and deeper still in your river, satisfied longing yet for more. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy, we are going to revisit a topic that we touched on a few weeks ago, but it keeps coming up in our conversations, you and I. Yeah, it does. And I think that doing a second episode kind of allows us to get more into the nitty gritty kind of process as opposed to just simply ideas. Yeah. And since you and I keep finding this coming up in our lives, chances are there might be one or two other humans out there for whom this would be perhaps helpful. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so too. So we're, we've been talking a lot more again about comfort. Yeah. And how we seek comfort. How does God want to give us comfort? Why do we seek comfort? Are we seeking it in all the wrong places? So we want to talk some more about that today. And mm-hmm. hopefully we pray <laughs> that others will find comfort, good comfort yes, in this right conversation, kind. the right kind of comfort. Yeah. Mm. So kind of as a way of provoking people's thoughts as we launch into this Mm -hmm. uh how about this question what do you do when you are hurt angry lonely afraid overwhelmed what do you turn to i'll add some additional things just in case none of those or if any of those feel like really big feeling words okay unsettled rattled uncertain wobbly Another one of mine would be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of anyone in that category. Yeah, when we swing to off-kilter. Yeah. In a negative way, not in a like, I'm so excited, I'm crawling out of my skin way, but mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm I'm off of center now. <laughs> yeah, something is off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm saddened by how often I hear people who may have, like, have known Jesus for most of their lives get a little bit of a, a a knock or a bump and immediately they're just like completely unraveled and unsettled and I'm gonna say this on air and hope that no one misunderstands me how often I see like man mommy needs a drink or mm-hmm. um I don't know we we talk a lot in our culture about things that we do to chill out to relax that aren't necessarily bad but they're actually not helpful yeah and and really, when we get down to them, the things that are coping mechanisms. Hmm, That's a good way to say it. But is that the best that Jesus has for us is simply coping mechanisms? Exactly. Because if we want to go further up and further in, we're going to have to do something other than just cope. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if we're walking in a life that's vibrant and healthy, we need better ones, but sometimes we don't even know. Yeah. Right? Until someone highlights it or something kind of smacks mm-hmm. us up the side of the head. I was listening to a podcast the other day by a musician who made it quite big. He was being interviewed and uh, his life kind of crashed after mm-hmm. a massive success. And I, the interviewer was like, how did you end up here? And he's like, well, it was a really slow and gradual slide. Mm-hmm. But I just started like, I worked so hard today. I'll just have a beer with supper. And then I was like, man, I need a drink to take the edge off. And before I know it, I was having one every day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wish at some at that point somebody had said, hey, this seems like, hey. right? But yeah. it got worse before mm. he kind of hit a rock bottom. And I would like our, us to not hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so coping mechanisms, I mean, before we go into how do we respond to this mm-hmm. stuff in a godly way, 
what are some of the coping mechanisms that we can, I mean, personally and generically, Mm -hmm. that we can end up turning to? Yeah, good question. Why don't you answer that, Amy? Sure, I will. (laughs) Uh, I recognize for me a big coping mechanism of mine is just numbing out. That so what I, does that look like for you? What that looks like for me is just like checking out. Mm-hmm. So whatever's available that gets my attention, mind, focus off of what's going on right in front of me, I'll do. Yeah. So, right, I recognize a phone. The advent oh, of the yeah. smartphone has been like a really easy way for me just to be like, okay, well, now I'm looking at Instagram. Now I'm looking at Facebook. Yeah. Right? Other times it's like, oh, here's this random thing that I can read. Okay, now I'm reading this. Oh, here's, I mean, really, here's something that's interesting on this wall. Huh, I wonder how long they've had those (laughs) curtains. Huh, I wonder how long, you know, if they block outside. Right? Like, really, anything that will get my attention off of what's going on in the room and the level of either conflict or unsettledness or just overwhelmness that I found. And I mean, we're not going to go huge into this, but as if people are like, Oh, interesting, numbing out, you know, zoning out. I am an Enneagram nine. And that actually is something that a lot of nines can struggle with. It's just the like, Oh, well, I'm out of here. Peace out. Checking out. (laughs) Right. Zoning out. But I would say for me, that's a big coping mechanism that it's like, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people could really resonate with mm-hmm. the whole social media thing, just being a way to, yeah. And then I'm like so bugged at myself that I didn't get anything meaningful done. Mm-hmm. But why didn't I get anything meaningful done? Because my margin was being used up by something that needed to be addressed in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it. So that's a big one for me. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, I think probably earlier in the summer, COVID, it was like, right, not with alcohol. Not that I was like way far down but in that stuff where it's like man you know what I've had a bad it's been a bad day you know what I'm gonna have a glass of wine like it was like I'm rewarding myself for surviving living life (laughs) (laughs) right that it was right that it was and thankfully yeah that's where I caught it right yeah like ooh. But we want to catch it there. Exactly. That's the whole point. And I think a lot of people can identify with that too. Yeah. I have a friend who has a coping mechanism I can't identify with and I like it more than mine. Is it okay to scale and grade coping mechanisms? I mean, if the coping (laughs) mechanisms are like helpful and efficient and they like achieve Mm. something, I'm sure that's... She cleans her house when she's not okay. Oh, man. I know. And then I think, man, I'd have a clean house a lot more often. But apparently her husband says like it's very aggressively cleaned and not a peaceful place for the rest of them to be. that does sound like a better (laughs) coping mechanism (laughs) it takes me back to that but if if it's if it doesn't hurt anybody else that is not a standard yeah so what are some of your yeah some of mine definitely like eating things Mm. yeah just and recognizing oh okay there's science to this right endorphins are released yeah on the other hand it's actually not helpful and then at the end of the week when my jeans are tight i'm confused and bugged (laughs) I'm not confused at all. I know exactly but, how it happened. But I'm not confused. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so food, things like yeah. that, and justifying stuff like that, wasting time. And I check out with watching a show or something. Yeah. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad in and of themselves, but when we're using them the wrong way, then they are bad. That's exactly it. In yeah. and of itself, none of the things that we've mentioned are bad. Yeah. It's what are we using them for. Yeah. Right? Another coping mechanism I think a lot of people do is porn and erotica. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a whole separate podcast on that or just say, man, like, 
if you stopped and thought, because everybody that I've encountered that really struggles with this feels also a lot of shame around it. Yeah. And it's like trying hard not to is so useless. Yeah. Oh, watch out. We're going to go do a whole podcast on this now. Mm-hmm. But it's like recognizing what am I actually hungry for? Mm-hmm. What is it that I actually really want? Well, often it's like intimacy to be wanted, um, to be understood, to be deeply cared for, to be pursued. Like yeah. there's lots of things that we're hungry for that we address in, in unhealthy ways. Yeah. And I would just say even step one, either pre-action or post-action is to just be, okay, what was I actually really needing there? Yeah. And stop, don't beat yourself over because guilt and shame haven't fixed it yet and they're not going to. Yeah. But I hope there's some helpful things in this. Like, mm-hmm. So there's the two things. What do I actually need? And just be really, really blunt that I use this as an excuse mm-hmm. for doing things that I know aren't good for me. Yeah. Whether it's binge watching something mm-hmm. or porn or food or whatever, we justify it. I think across the board, like you said, I survived yeah. life today. I get to have a drink. Yeah. So the, the word deserve triggers me to no end. Who deserves what? Like, what yeah. does that word even mean? Mm-hmm. Not many things that I think are very often used properly for. Yeah. You know, I deserve a drink. I didn't kill my kids today. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bare minimum, yeah. like you showed up and pulled it off, and I'm proud of you. But if you're drinking every day, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those coping mechanisms, and I think that's a really good first question is like, what am I trying really feeling to do? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, for me, and this might not be for everyone, but maybe those that have, have struggled a little bit, getting in touch with the feelings, understanding what mm-hmm. feelings you're doing. When I'm sometimes I just feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. There's the only way I can describe it. And I'm slightly annoyed, but I don't know why. Like, I can't be like, man, you know what? I'm really feeling, you know, grieved because of this and and sad. Like, I, that doesn't come easily to me. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I just feel unsettled. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there actually needs to be an unraveling of And so how do you do that? So it's just kind of like, okay, unsettled. Hmm. When did I start feeling this way? Yeah. So then it's like, oh man, it was right after a conversation with my husband. Okay. 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 Let's think back to the question. Okay. Oh, I remember. Okay. Right there. He said something that is kind of tweaked in my head. Mm -hmm. Okay. He said X, Y, and Z. Huh? Okay. Yep. As I say that again, I'm getting the same super unsettled. Why am I feeling unsettled? What's that about? Oh, okay. Yep. There it is. It's the feeling of shame that I'm a disappointment, that I can't live up to expectations. And then you're like, wow, we've been here before. I know exactly (laughs) what to do about this. And then I can go, right? But (laughs) it's like on the first thing to just be like, man, I feel unsettled and I'm social media, that I need to take a step back and unravel it. Whereas it might come quicker or more on the top of the head for some people. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Sometimes I do just find myself, I find myself just like pacing around unsettledly. Two mm-hmm. nights ago, I think, and I I couldn't track I couldn't track it to anything other than I hadn't had a lot of social interaction that day, which I do need some of. It was a gray day; some things didn't get accomplished, and so I just actually had to like make this deliberate willpower choice mm-hmm. in that moment. Don't just check out and watch TV now. Go do three things off your list, and you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. There's like just the presence of self control there that I couldn't find anything else, but mm-hmm. quite often I can. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my things that would be triggery for me that unsettle me are relational stuff mm-hmm. because I'm a highly relational person. 
So, having unraveled it, figured it out, then what? Da -da -da -da. Then what? You know, sometimes when we get to this point in the podcast, I don't want our listeners to go and roll their eyes like, uh. I can guess again. exactly what it's going to be. You should pray. Ask Jesus, <laughs> forgive, break agreement. Right? But the things that we're going to talk about, you and I both know, like to be literally strategic and proactive in our lives. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reason why we continually yep. talk about them is because they work. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's yep. going to be the sum of the same stuff. But again, right in a different way when we're experiencing different yep. things. It's just yep. a different so, flavor of the same. It is. So in this podcast, tying it into comfort, it's like what we're seeking is comfort. Mm -hmm. When something is unsettled, your soul is rattled because someone said something about you that triggers this feeling, whatever you yep. said, shame, etc., etc. Or, yeah, I'm restless, lonely, bored. Mm -hmm. That I'm actually looking for comfort. Yeah. And what we're seeking is a place that, again, feels safe mm -hmm. and good. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for it in stuff that actually doesn't provide it. I um, might start quoting this book a lot on our podcast because I'm a big fan of it by John Tyson called Beautiful Resistance. Yeah. And he talks in there about how the world is full of strategies for relaxing, but no one's rested. Oh, that's so good. I know, that's right? That's just like, right, takes away... <laughs> It just makes so clear because it's like, man, no, like I'm just doing a bunch of things that are relaxing. Yeah. Why don't I feel rested? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's that because relaxing and resting are not the same they thing. They are not the same thing. And I would say that I know a lot of people that can burn, you know, from supper time till bedtime, just staring at a screen. Yeah. And they are not rested. Yeah. And it's because all they've been doing is numbing and quieting all the turbulence underneath. Yeah. So everybody has to figure out for themselves how much of that is a good idea for them because there's no prescription. But these words have been just going through my head over and over and over again. The God of all comfort. Mm. The God mm -hmm. of all comfort. Okay, God, are you actually then my comfort? And those words are actually from Scripture. <laughs> um, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Mm -hmm. It's like if there's comfort you need, it is in God. But if we stop right there, a lot of people are just going to be like, great. I feel wretched and miserable and I still don't feel comfort. And I said, Jesus, help. Exactly. And right. he's the source of all comfort. And now I've turned to him and I'm getting nothing. So good right. job, guys. You suck. <laughs> Switch to another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you finding? What comfort are you seeking? You have to name that first. Mm, okay. Yeah. So break that down a little bit. Well, in your example, because you gave such a good example. So instead of trying to fish around in my own yeah. brain, since we don't script all this ahead yeah. of time. You were saying, you know, words were said that made you feel shame or insignificant or insecure. So what I'm seeking is identity things. Yeah. And what I was getting my identity from is the words that were spoken to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, actually, no, right? Like the only true source of my identity that I am significant and worthy of love. And maybe I did screw up, but it's not the end of our relationship. It doesn't mean cut off, mm -hmm. abandoned, discarded. Is to just filter all that stuff so it, like your scenario you forgive the mm -hmm. person that said the words you break agreement with the mm -hmm. lies that i'm shameful or disgusting or stupid or whatever and also ungodly soul ties mm -hmm. but then it's like okay jesus come and tell me mm -hmm. who am i how do you feel about me mm -hmm. so there's the piece of when it's like man i was i w i was wanting comfort or 
I feel unsettled around my identity. So Jesus, tell me my identity. Mm-hmm. Right? I think there's also thing. It's like, man, I'm feeling like, right? You kind of said aimless, wandering, mm-hmm. lonely. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, Jesus, tell me what my purpose is in you. Yeah. Right? Like there's not just my identity in nope. Christ, but what are some of the other ways, right? Yeah. That we would be like, okay, I, I'm needing comfort of yep. and my I've identity been, in you, my purpose in you. In these uh, last couple of months where I've like left a job that consumed me like 24-7, really, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of opportunities where I just often feel like super disconnected or mm. um, disoriented. There's the word. Yeah. It's just like disoriented because we have habits in our soul and our thinking and our routines and everything right now is different for me. So I have recognized a certain amount of unsettledness mm-hmm. just due to that. And I think it's like really helpful to just acknowledge these things are true. Mm-hmm. And like in COVID, for sure, lots of people's lives are disrupted. So just the disruption is unsettling and we want comfort. Mm-hmm. And humans actually find comfort in a lot of autopilot. Yeah. And our brains don't have to work so hard to figure out what they're doing. So acknowledging, man, that's a thing. And uh, I have had to pause and go, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling disoriented. And that's actually okay. Mm. It's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. God is in this season. I remind myself that he has a purpose for this season and that it's actually really good for me to be letting go of what has been so that I can reach for what he has for me. Mm-hmm. And the reality then, again, comes down to something really simple, and it's worship for mm, me. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's not just for this season when my kids were little and I struggled to be a stay-at-home mom doing mind-numbing things ad mm-hmm. nauseum. It was like keeping a gratitude journal mm-hmm. and finding and feeling his presence in every moment. Yeah. And that leads me to something I think is another good strategy. will work for certain personality types, and I've done it in different seasons. Um, there's a liturgical practice of, I think it's called praying the hours. Mm. And um, you do like a morning prayer when you wake up. You do a noontime prayer. You do an evening prayer and a vespers or or is it bedtime prayer? It's called Compline or something like that. So there's times mm. in the day when you stop. Like it's this time you stop. And you there will be books. I know Peter Scazzaro, the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Guide, did a, a devotional for this where you can stop four times a day. Mm-hmm. And I actually have found that so helpful. I had a timer once that I used for that. And it was like, no matter what you're doing in that moment, you stopped. And you just acknowledge Jesus with me, in me, around me. He's here. Mm-hmm. Jesus with me, in me, around me. He's here. It's so interesting how that would just like tidy some things up, mm-hmm. tighten some things up, settle some yeah. things. It's just like that pause is actually better for me than a piece of chocolate. Yeah. Man, like, in all these things, right, the what are we coping, you know, pausing, so much of it comes down to, like, just stopping. Pay attention. And pay attention. Which would be mindfulness in another way. We're just drawing it into a more spiritual context. Exactly, right? Mindfulness, self-awareness. But really, all this starts with just Mm -hmm. pausing and taking notice. So I've had a funny visual to go along with this, and whatever, I'm a visual person and it's our podcast, so here we go. We do what we want. Good old King James talks about strongholds a lot Yeah. in the Psalms, um, and more modern translations talk about refuge. And that word has resonated with me as I have been unsettled around comfort, right? Mm. Oh, I want comfort. I want the comfort of knowing what the future holds. I want the comfort of security in a paycheck. I want comfort, you name it. It shows up. People can figure it out. 
the word refuge, like, oh, it's just been ringing inside of me in such a good way. Mm. So David is constantly saying, man, God is my stronghold or my refuge. And so I was looking up those words, and it really, it just means a place that's a, a defense place, like protected. Mm. And then there's one word that means like a cliff in a lofty place where your enemies can't get you. Okay. And so since I'm visual, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, like I'm seeking comfort, but what I need to do is run to this refuge. Mm. And the enemy can't get me there. So running there and just like, oh, that pause, that gratitude, that acknowledging he is good. He is here. He is with me. Mm. He has good plans for me. That actually tucks me into a safe place where my enemy can't get me. Mm. Yeah. When you say the words refuge, what immediately comes to mind is like, you know, a raging winter storm on the Mm. ocean where the Mm -hmm. waves are just like, but then there's this like lighthouse. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's like lit, protected, you're in it. I mean, I've never actually been in a real lighthouse while it's functioning, but mm-hmm. I the picture to. I have of it, <laughs> yep. right? Of like this, the storm and the waves and everything. But inside this lighthouse is like safe and warm yeah. and cozy and there's a fire. And you know, outside is still yep. chaotic, yep. but you're safe, you're secure, yeah. you're protected. Yeah. Yeah. So even if the person that you care deeply about said something mean, unkind, maybe you don't know where your paycheck is coming from next month, mm-hmm. right? That's the storm. Yeah. And you don't have to be battered by the storm. Exactly. And you don't have to just stick your head in the sand. No. Which is what all those other unhealthy yeah. comfort-seeking behaviors are doing. They're actually just yeah. another storm, right? Yeah. Because most of them are destructive in some way. Yeah. They take used in the wrong way, they become destructive. Yeah. That's exactly right. So hopefully everybody can follow my train of thought here. Mm -hmm. The old word stronghold is Mm -hmm. also used in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And it's in 2 Corinthians 10, where lots of people that went to Sunday school will know this verse. Mm -hmm. The weapons of our warfare are not human, Mm -hmm. but they are for the pulling down of strongholds, as Mm -hmm. the King James. Um, In in the New Living Translation, it says we're human. And I'm like, yeah, all this seeking comfort. That's a part of our human experience. Mm. Um, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We mm. capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. That, to me, was just like, oh, this is so great. I love, love, love when those little trains of thought Mm. Jesus leads me on take me somewhere even more powerful because what is our human reasoning in this Mm -hmm. I need this I deserve this this is you know and it's just actually the enemy's thrilled to death to encapsulate us in something that's not good for us because then we're powerless and we're no threat to him at all and so a lot of this is strongholds is in our human reasoning and our false arguments Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so once again we got to put our big girl panties mm-hmm. on and resist the God of comfort, that false idol yep. that alluringly says, you deserve this, you need this, you want this, and accept the invitation to take these thoughts captive and then seek, okay, the presence of Jesus in this moment to help me unravel what was going on and then also to bring me to that place of comfort and safety even while the storm is raging around, mm-hmm. declaring our thanksgiving. Declaring our faith. God is promised to provide for me. He loves me. Right? Whatever that declaration of faith is. And if you don't have it figured out, that's okay. 
Find someone you know of big faith and say, man, I'm struggling with faith for this for today. Will you pray with me? Will you encourage me? Whatever. We don't have to have it all on our own. But we sure do want to go further up and further in. Thank you.